Hello guys and welcome back to the Mad Over Videos podcast by Gutch. Uh, this is episode 27. Uh, today's guest is Tanvi Agarwal. Tanvi is a product marketer at Google. She's had roughly around a decade worth of experience in marketing. Before that, she was in consulting. So it's a very background and, and she's uh, uh, her day-to-day uh like job is to market uh, Google products and and products that you and I use every day. So it'd be very interesting to understand uh, some of her uh, insights into uh, businesses uh, and and specifically because she operates in these small and medium businesses. Uh, I mean that category. It's very interesting for uh, young uh, companies to understand how they could use videos and and what are the trends that. Uh, they could help uh they could they could sort of jump on uh so without much ado i think i'll add tanvi to the podcast hi tanvi how are you hi good evening i'm good how are you i'm doing very well thank you so much for making time tanvi and joining us on the podcast my pleasure so we'll start with uh, your introduction. I think I briefly uh, mentioned a couple of points uh, about you, but then would you like to elaborate a little more on what your journey has been and what do you do today on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. So uh, I have about um, some experience in consulting. Then I pursued my MBA and then I uh, started working for Google. I'll be completing five years in the company next year and uh, and uh, the latter half of my experience in Google has been in marketing in a very interesting space of SMBs. Uh, I have had experience working with large brands or, you know, especially in the automotive sector, also in branded apparels, a little bit in government and advocacy based out of the U.S. And then recently, uh, you know, more on the SMB space, which is a very exciting space in India. And there's a lot happening. It's a very nebulous space. And that's why it's very <laughs> challenging at times also uh, and exciting. Awesome. So, yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, you know the work that I do. Absolutely, uh, I'd like to understand uh, a little bit about your fascination about videos. Tell me why is Tanvi mad over videos? I mean, this is a question I ask every uh, guest on the podcast. It's just, uh, I mean, we we find we find out a little bit about you, uh, what you do, etc., and then sort of okay, if you uh, are a great fit for the podcast. So I, I assume that the answer is pretty clear that you are mad over videos, but then we'd just like to hear it from you. So I think like videos are like music, right? They have always, they cut across boundaries and they cut across mindsets. And it's, it took me a while to understand that videos are part of everyday life. When I was in my engineering, I used to, I fell in love with this tool called, called Picasa, which, you know, Google used to have where you could, uh, you know, like auto sort of put pic- photographs together and create videos out of them. So I was a photo fanatic. Uh, I was a photo curator. I still have like pictures, collages and like videos of like memories from like my groups of friends, etc. And, you know, we often go back to those. Uh, I also, uh, you know, after that, I started, uh, you know, when I started, took my first job uh, uh, with a consulting firm, uh, I realized I, one of my first few clients was was a big FMCG company. And that's where I saw video as a means to also communicate key messages and tell beautiful stories. And that's where I got excited about, you know, working in marketing and working in a field where I could leverage videos to communicate key messages. And after that, I started, um, you know, uh, working with Google, where I uh, worked with 
a lot of interesting clients and saw how how they use videos to uh, to do various things right be it like product walkthroughs or customer testimonials or launching new products or building engagement basically through the funnel and i realized that videos cut across you know geographies cut across languages and as i said earlier also had changed mindsets um and i think that's just that just got me hooked on to video and you know that just and over this in spe- specifically in this year video has become like it's as it's as necessary to your survival as a mobile phone right if you are living away from family if you are living away from your friends the only way to connect with the world is via video now is via video chat you and i are chatting over video right now but maybe we would be meeting in person if this was the last year so um so videos are our bread and butter especially for india especially for people like us and uh, and yeah that's why i'm at over videos awesome very nicely put uh, i think i caught on to a very interesting point in your experience of working with uh, automotive brands i think that's something that you've gotten lured to the kind of videos that uh, automotive brands do they're larger than life typically uh, things that uh, they don't always talk about a feature directly and 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 when they they sell you a larger vision they sell you a larger dream uh, that is why you're bound to always look for what's what's the next car that i'm going to buy or what's my first car it's always a special buy uh, and and uh, the marketers the advertisers behind the brand are the people who ensure that they sell you that dream so that you work that extra hard uh, to sort of make that money to buy that car uh, when it comes to uh, volvo i think as a brand i, th- I you mentioned uh, uh, volvo is a brand that you really love right uh, why don't you tell us what what do you like about the brand Yeah so I'm like you know if you can like stereotype me I I don't understand much about cars like I'm a sedan person you know when just like comfortably sitting behind and enjoy the luxurious feel of a car but I got a opportunity to work with certain automotive brands and observe how they uh, you know use digital marketing and how they think about uh, you know video how to think how to think about marketing overall and these are like big brands right uh, especially the european brands and and, and Volvo just took me uh, you know like to like basically it it was it was mind blowing and i saw the ads for the first time at in my job like because i was researching about them and 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 i loved how they've been able to really uh, cut across different segments they they speak to a lot of segments they speak to family to family owners uh, you know fam- family family people you know where trust and safety becomes important for them as parents yeah. they uh, they they speak with um, you know the the young generation and talk about like the like the charisma of driving uh, a a super uh, you know trustworthy and a super robust volvo and then they also talk about luxury you know for a slightly higher uh, you know clientele so they they speak with they speak across uh, all kinds of segments and the way they and i think you may have heard of this strategy which uh, a lot of brands adopt which is like this hub hygiene hero model you know which is where you uh, whereas if you're doing like a video strategy like again this is i think more theoretical but it's very beautiful to see it in application with with a brand like volvo uh, the idea is that 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 to 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 truly engage a customer right an end consumer you need like when somebody comes on youtube or any other video platform to search for a brand they're either looking for something with high intent they either don't know what they're looking for but they're just there to browse 
Or number three, they're looking to engage with content they're already aware of, like following a creator or following a brand they know. In all of these three spectrums, you can look at it like as a funnel, right? In all of these three spectrums, it's important to connect as a brand. And Volvo does that really well. So, um, so if you were to, if somebody was just coming to like browse something very, to, to look for something very specifically, as a brand, they have a lot of, you know, chan- like a very well-built channel that talks to separate segments. For example, they've got a full channel on Volvo trucks. They've got a full channel on like the, the experience of driving. And they keep engaging you with all of these interesting things they keep doing. Uh, the second aspect of, of if you're just browsing, you know, uh, YouTube, and then you just come across, if you want to be startled by the brand, they startle you so much, like with that whole epic split, uh, you know, uh, campaign that they did and they did this very cute uh you know thing with with when they made the the volvo uh you know the commercial vehicles exercise you know so there's this lots of i'm forgetting the exact name of the campaign but then they did a lot of this interesting stuff and with existing customers who already know the brand they keep doing a lot of uh, you know these uh these these side things where they'll have customers come speak about it talk about safety features they recently launched a safety uh, you know, campaign where they spoke about how the seatbelt, when it was launched, was actually uh, uh, you know looked at as a human right violation, and and how they are so proud to have saved a million lives and looking to save a million more. So there's a lot that they do, and I think they utilize the power of video um, and storytelling really well. So if I'm buying a Volvo the day I can afford it, it'll be thanks to their <laughs> content. <laughs> awesome. So. Uh... I mean, there, there's proof in the pudding, right? Videos work, and they've they've uh, converted uh, you into a big Volvo fan, right? With with whatever they, so I'm I'm sure there are so many others uh, just like you. Uh, but like coming to the uh, role that you are uh, playing right now at Google, you are a product marketer. I want to understand uh, a little bit more about in general uh, product marketers because uh, from what my understanding is they sort of are at the midpoint of uh, two different verticals, that is product and marketing, right? And uh, it's very important uh, for them to also understand uh, both sides, right? When it comes to like product, people are very, very, very passionate about the products that they build. So they want to talk about every single feature and every single uh, security angle or whatever, like the tech stack that uh, this is so, uh, uh, I mean, this is uh, far more better than the competitors in this way. And the other hand, marketing generally talks about emotions uh, and, and storytelling. I think uh, uh, it's, it's very important that uh, the end consumer only hears what they would want to hear and not uh, the rest of it. So uh, as a product marketer, how do you sort of find the balance between the two? So it's, it's a very interesting question. And I think it changes a lot based on the context you're in, you know, like being a product marketer in and the world is, you know, ever changing uh there are so many new companies coming up defining new roles so i'll just maybe talk about like what i do maybe it may or may not hold true for the role or the title as such so so my so i wear two hats right my first hat is as the voice of the smbs in india that i represent and 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 be that voice internally within the company uh, and to get products changes or get campaigns or you know drive things that are going to help them because that's my end goal that's the you know the the smb digitization or the monetization are the key metrics that i track so how do i and, and what do i do to make it simpler for them so that's so my role is that as in internally that's one hat i wear the second hat i wear is 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 the hat of of 
of being the owner of these products that that Google has for these SMBs and presenting it to them in a way they can understand it in the context of India, in their context. So those are the two hats I wear. And a lot of the work that I do can be classified in like one of these two. And uh, and you know, and you're right. There is often there's so many things you want to talk about in a you know product that, for example, you know, if suppose I have a product where you know SMBs can get like websites, right? So um, uh, so how do I talk about it? Do I talk about privacy there? Do I talk about security? Do I talk about like ease of use? I'm just giving a hypothetical example. So there are so many things I can talk about, uh, and selecting those and working with product to actually tell them that that the SMB actually cares about this and therefore this is what we should talk about. It's, 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 it's a very fine balance, you know, one has to, uh, one has to draw. And that's a skill, I think, which is a qualitative skill one ends up learning. No doubt. Like, uh, I think since you mentioned how you balance these two sides of your job, and I think uh, Google as a brand, uh, I mean, typically is perceived uh, for building, uh, I think, massy, uh products which are which are consumer facing but it also has a bunch of uh products which are business facing uh and and it equally does a great job at both sides when it comes to communicating the value that they bring to the table so with uh, that said i'd like to play one of the campaigns that uh will uh and and i think we've played uh this in in our previous episode as well uh but i'd like to play this again and i'd like to dig a little bit in detail uh to try and understand what went behind making this so sure. yeah क्रिएट like that ad right so uh, i want to understand behind uh, the story behind uh, what went into making this because uh, very specifically you've uh, picked uh, very relevant and relatable personas uh, that have been represented uh, in in that ad and uh, also i think uh, from what i've heard i'm not sure if this is true that most of these uh, personas uh, have some sort of an inspiration from real life businesses yeah so like there was a large team like that went <laughs> behind you know that that was working towards this so maybe i can speak something on behalf of them so there is uh, so, so i think this was it's very rare that you know we, uh, we we've done like advertising for google ads uh, like google is advertising for google ads and i think this was in the spirit to test if something like this could work and if something like this could uh, could, uh, could could you know even be relevant so therefore there was a lot of thinking that went behind this and we and 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 when we were you know like in a, in any camping like you know the various stages of inciting 
uh, then identifying you know what's the key benefit you want to communicate and then the whole storyboarding scripting i think that entire process was followed for this as well but when it came to being relatable for for smbs it was important to to be to be very close to the ground you know it's very easy you know sitting in our comfy uh, you know office chairs to get lost in in what data tells us data tells us um, you know indicatively what's going on but to really know how it's happening how the things are happening which turn into data on your screens i think it's very important to keep a close ear to the ground and and that's where you know a regular part of my job is to like continue speaking with smbs you know even casually and even with the point of view of research and certain stories stand out so um, so, so some of them so they they are inspired in some way for example one of the uh, the the first shot that you guys see is is of a pickle business uh, you know owner so it was inspired by a food and beverage business we saw uh, which was uh, you know in like a, a sister duo started it as an ode to their grandmother so somewhere it 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 came from there and how they have started from a small city in india in the south of india and now they're exporting to 160 plus countries so so though, so that was a very inspiring story you know we came across in research and you know how we were trying to just see if we can showcase some real businesses in in a in a, in a way that's uh, you know need the singles them out and still is relevant across all so so i think the key insight behind like here was the fact that smbs care about end business right smbs are, are often looking for very clear results uh and and they look for clear outputs and and when we and 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 for and that means business growth and that translate to getting translate to getting more customers uh so which is what we try to bring out very clearly um, you know in in the campaign so yeah uh that's pretty I much i also want to i also want to point out uh, how beautifully uh, every aspect of uh, google ads has been uh, shown uh, is if you if you want to get traffic to your website you could select that if you want to get uh, calls from your customer you could select that option so the cta is very clear uh, for every context uh, you've you've shown it really uh, well so i think uh, uh, that is why i was saying that although uh, uh it is a b2b ad right but uh, it still is it has the essence of communicating to the end consumer eventually these people who are running these small and medium businesses they are end consumers also they are they are sort of used to a certain kind of uh, messaging right uh, that they are they are used to seeing in their daily lives and uh, this blends in so well so right and that that brings me to the point that you don't really have to be boring when it comes to like doing b2b messaging exactly exactly smb is like like so i i so like b2b has broadly two segments one is a large enterprise segment you know where you're looking at talking to bigger 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 brands and bigger you know customers as your clients and the second segment is a small business segment you know like sort of the long tail uh, so i focus more on the long tail and the uh, and the smb segment a lot of these smbs are less than 50 employees don't have a lot of you know uh, budgets to like manage uh, to have agencies and 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 create a lot of content and, and we realized over time that an smb or any business for that matter is pretty much a human being in another context they're just thinking a little differently but at the end of the day they they their lives are like the lives of any other human being or any other consumer you are reaching out to so the human truths remain the same it's just the context that differs and that and 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 the context can be best leverage you know with like the digital media platforms that we have but what we have to say and how we have to say it does not necessarily have to change a lot correct correct no i think yeah. i'd like to understand i mean because you 
put this so well uh, that uh, the other person on the other side is eventually a human being and and all human beings are sucker for stories right they uh, uh, i mean it's it's just that they are sitting into uh, in a in a different context and and you're sort of uh, expecting uh, a different messaging here where or um, while while watching an ad for your own business right versus making a decision for your family or a household right when it comes to like consumer products uh, but but i i really want to understand uh, because because we've been speaking to enough consumer marketeers and business marketeers right uh, I, as a business marketeer what are the top 3 things that uh, you need to look at or or you need to have clarity about when you go about your messaging so yeah so so i think your question is like what what are the top 3 things you know when we go about messaging but but i think i'll just take a step back and say um and you know talk about the three things that you know i have learned through time and i'm still early early in my journey so it's it's an evolutionary process yeah. uh, but i think but i think as a business marketer it's very important to realize that your as your your target audience is still a human being but in a different context so it's important to it's important to be mindful of that and respect that right that's number one and 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 that means and that translates to being present where they are which is for example for the smb segment that i speak with like mobile right if 85% of smbs today are only on mobile like a lot of the new internet uh, you know people who are coming a lot of the people who are coming on the internet now are only on the mobile so whatever communication i'm doing with them should be mobile first and i think this also holds true for the b2c segment in some way right uh, uh i also see b2b as a, as a, as a nuanced b2c behavior you know it's 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 like a small segment of your b2c which is behaving a little differently and that's the segment you're speaking with so number one it should be definitely on on like mobile your communications to them should be on mobile secondly secondly your 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 entire uh, you know your insight has to be super clear uh, your insight again with the b2b audience your insight should not be so, every b2b use cases are very very unique so your insight should not be so unique that you isolate them and yeah. it should not be it should still be massy enough right so it's very hard to identify the insight and and i think it takes years and years of like practice to get that right right and and third thing uh, which is like uber important and i think you must have heard about this a lot is is speaking to them in their language which translates to being uh, you know like the vernacular medium like as a b2 we think it's true in b2c but as a b2b audience also uh, it's a very interesting uh, you know uh, observation that i've had that when when sm when smbs or any uh, you know client or a customer is, is interacting with a business is an, they want to be they want to talk in english because they think it's professional and they and they are able to like sell through it but when they have to understand you know whether this is the right thing for me how does this really work and you know can i stay in this in the long term that's when the regional vernacular you know uh, language is kicking you cannot sell to somebody in a language that's not their first and um, and i think that becomes uh, you know very key uh, to communicating with them again i think the things i mentioned are also true for b2c but the one more last important thing is is i think personalization uh, b2b is a is a high value game often you know because b2b with b2b 
your brands are often just trying to drive revenue uh, it's there are few cases it's not all but there are few cases where you're trying to build a brand but mostly it's about driving action and driving revenue now what happens with that is you cut out the volumes and you focus on value now when you focus on value you're focusing on the top 20 30% of your customers your b2b clients and that leads to just relationship building you think that you're going to be able to just keep your relationship going with these top 10 15 people and you'll be you know you you'll be able to sell through it but then that's not always true and you can and and the cost of personalization is often offset very well in the b2b case uh so personalization in the in the means of you know just literally telling them that i know where you are i know how you how you think and i can give you this and i know your problems and i can help i can help solve for those uh you know as a brand so i think those I think these four things about you know being on mobile, having your inciting super clear, uh, having uh, speaking in their language, which is one knack, and being being personalized uh, in your uh, problem solving is is key to solving for the B two B segment. Absolutely, I think I think we'll talk about about the vernacular aspect. Uh, we I mean this uh, has been a recent trend when it comes to like seeing. Uh, like like we we've seen the rise and fall of tiktok in india globally it's still growing uh, crazy uh, uh, as a platform but we've seen uh, like like a lot of new apps that have come up and and they are all uh, today promoting vernacular content again because the audience on the other hand uh, wants to hear or or watch or consume content rather in their own language right in their native language and this is a trend that is also seen in otts um, the early ott uh, programming consisted of uh, english uh, content right because the uh, th- that was uh, assumed to be the first uh, uh, early adopting audience rather when it came to the second uh, category of uh, content which uh, was was rather uh, which is programmed on otts was reprogrammed content rather i mean there was so much hindi uh, uh, content because india itself uh, overall if you look at it uh, a lot of people uh, i would say not everybody but then a lot of people uh, consume hindi content and and this is like daily soaps etc and this was all repurposed onto ott but uh, of late you see that a lot of uh, people have been creating uh vernacular content and uh you see a uh, new programming original programming being done on all these uh, ott platforms whether it is tamil telugu um, uh even even bangla and and today uh, I- even if you go back uh, into time and and uh, you can you can go back to your college days and see that uh, if if you look at trends of movies that you watched uh back then uh, you al- also saw uh, movies not just in english and hindi but you also saw uh, movies in all these languages and also foreign languages right when it came to like yeah. i know movies or or french movies etc these were things that uh, uh, i mean uh, it it would cut through right storytelling would cut through but then uh, what is also important that you understand uh, with uh, vernacular is the references also change right you cannot have the same storyline in every uh, uh, this language because when you're making visual references they're going to be different when it comes to region wise so that's where you, yeah. your personality has to be like that deep right you cannot just repurpose saying that i've done a film and this is how it's going to work in all regions but uh, you need to look at uh, what are the cultural references etc which are shown in the uh, film and uh, sort of adapt according to that 
Yeah. Yeah. So there is like a lot of like Vernac has been, I think, really interesting story. I, I think it's something we've heard about a lot that, you know, it's important to, to be present regionally and like take into context like the cultural references and uh, but but it goes beyond just like localizing your 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 you know film or the campaign or whatever you're doing it like you said it it's about taking in the cultural references and and also and i think it 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 does a broader thing i'll give you an example uh, maybe not entirely related, related to this conversation but my mom she uh, like we've been we, we like cord cutters we've only been like looking at uh, watching netflix and hot i don't even have an airtel dish or any other dish at my home it's purely uh, Amazon and Netflix and all of these, uh, uh, you know, uh, what the millennials nowadays are watching. So uh, my mom, she, during the pandemic, because we were all at home, she's done with all Bollywood content and all Hindi content on uh, on on all of these platforms, right? Take Z5, take MX Player, take Netflix, take Amazon. And she only speaks Hindi and English. And she has actually seen a lot of the Korean movies in korean language not she's not gone to the you know the 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 english or the hindi version she just looked at subtitles and some in some cases like bengali and tamil and telugu she's just seen the movies as such and and you know uh, and and just gotten very okay with the idea of watching a movie in another language or consuming content in another language because it looks pretty or it looks uh, looks relatable and she's able to connect with it because at the end of the day human stories are similar human pain points are similar the condition is similar so and i think that i, I think this this observation at home uh, cuts across everybody like that we come across with and cuts across our work also that uh, that, that 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 language is just a method of communicating but at the end of the day what you want to say is going to remain the same so if you want to land like a particular message better it's very important to be able to you know do both of them well uh, and 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 that's why you know as a brand or as a you know marketer it's very important to uh, to 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 note that vernacular is is goes beyond languages and goes beyond um, uh, you know and it, it's it's a lot about taking in the cultural references also uh, there is an example of a brand that i really love for the way they have really gone out completely gone all out on on their vernacular you know um, which is khata book so they have i you know just browse through their youtube channel and they have multiple use cases explaining the product talking about faqs even their advertisements in at least the top 7 languages spoken in the country and and it often doesn't look like an as an afterthought but as something they've gone ahead with in you know in the in the in the beginning itself if you, if you download the app and go through their product they they ask you to select a language i think even paytm does that it asks you to select a language and the how to videos are super localized of a person wearing the traditional clothing of that region and talking about the product uh, it just builds a connect that that helps drive relatability which is as important in the b2b context as it is in the b2c context yeah right so it's it's not just at the stage where you attract them it it is also that you can you can do the onboardings in in the localized language you can you can you can actually localize the entire experience rather the entire uh, customer journey from uh, discovery to actual purchase right so yeah i think it makes a very strong point now coming to the other point that you made was personalization again personalization uh, is difficult rather when it comes to like consumer products because uh, you're you're talking from one to many uh, and often like you said uh, b2b you have that chance to sort of personalize because you're looking at only 
high value uh, uh, customers and and your focus is on on a smaller number rather but again uh, the the lifetime value that you can derive from that customer is high so you can you might as well uh, spend time and effort uh, in in personalizing your messaging yeah. uh, and and uh, it 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 brings roi right i mean you can see uh, i mean it just the whole idea of even outreach uh, when it is uh, not personalized this is of a lot of people when it comes to like if if i were to invite you on this podcast with a, a bcc email that is sent to like uh, 100 people or even rather a direct email but uh, with with a copy that uh, is sent to every other person out there uh, you might have uh, neglected this uh, invite right but then it's all important that uh, you sort of make it worthy for the other person who's looking at uh, your message to actually pay attention so uh, that, that is this uh, campaign that uh, we see from uh, cadburys uh, that yeah. you mentioned that uh, uh, was was something that cut through the chaos when it came to personalization i'd like to play that first and then maybe you yeah. can tell me what you really liked about it yes. so here goes more than 6 crore small businesses and they've been fighting for survival after the coronavirus outbreak and the lockdowns presenting not just a cadbury ad we advertised not just for ourselves but for thousands of small businesses across india the idea was innovative but the technology and execution was challenging most of the stores in india don't have a digital presence so we had to manually feed our system to create a database of local retailers mapping them to their location which we identified through pin codes as the ad was served to an individual an algorithm grow located the pin code and then mapped the various local stores in that pin code and served the one closest to the individual in real time The AI-enabled system created thousands of permutations for the localized version of the same ad. So many that it is even impossible to track. This resulted in the first ever hyper-personalized ad ever. One that ensured every single person that saw the ad supported a local store. Because When all of us support our local stores, all of us can have a happy Diwali. Not just a Cadbury ad. Yeah. Absolutely loved, you know, the the risk they took with doing this and it and as the case study talks about, uh it it's it must have been very tricky to execute it, but they still went ahead with it. It was a test worth doing and I do see that in the future this should become like a norm with a lot of uh, you know big brands and even uh, on both B2C and the B2B side because I genuinely believe that the returns are much more valuable on the on the B2B side, you know, given that you have uh, you know like personalization really matters and you're looking for responses from people which are direct 
uh, and and that can drive this. So here, this is something like a B to B to C, B to C to B campaign. Like it's it shows an interaction between the between like Cadbury. It's, it's celebratory in nature, so it's talking about the festival. About so the film actually shows a family celebrating Diwali, and as they go through their like house, uh, there are objects kept. There's jewelry. There's like the mother is picking up like food. So there is just like brands, uh, you know, mentioned from where they must have sourced these items and these brands or these shops, the local SMB shops. And based on your the viewer's location, the 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 pin code on on your pin based on your pin code, your the SMBs would be you know the SMB names would populate which are around you, which are around the 10-20 kilometer radius. So it would make it super. You know, you could. I, I remember seeing this ad. I remember being served this ad, and I was like. Oh wait, I know this guy because this this like I've been to that shop like yesterday. So it 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 has this minor celeb moment slash minor you know aha moment for anybody who sees the ad. So so for Cadbury, given that they were reaching out to the B two C audience, they gave they gave everybody who watched the ad an aha moment, which is uniquely. And my and the ad that I got served is not the same as the ad my friend got served like sitting ten kilometers away. So so that's the beauty. And and imagine this being scaled. For other use cases, especially the B two B ones, imagine if you are a business looking for, uh, say, accounting services, right? And then you are able to 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 see and a brand which is out to you saying, you know, I know your, I know that you need accounting services, and here is an example of a business like yours, which has found success with our tools, you know, to 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 solve for accounting problems. Won't that lead to a much higher rate of conversion and adoption and interest? uh you know for that uh, for your brand so i am just thinking out loud here but there's a lot of scope to uh, to do this uh, kind of stuff no doubt i think i think they've like you said gone beyond what uh, any other brand thought of and uh, i think having able to pull this off uh, technology had a large part to play but also the thought right uh, the people who came up with this idea because uh, technology is just an enabler. I mean, you can do a lot of things uh, using technology, but you have to first imagine that we want to do something like this. So kudos to the people who actually came up with something like this. And of course, the technology and the creators who helped them achieve the final output that was desired. Uh, coming to the point of uh, the trend of video uh, today, I mean, a couple of important sectors that... Uh, Actually, uh, we've seen growth or, or uh, larger adoption of video, which has resulted in that business uh, to grow, uh, is uh, one, the edtech sector, because uh, I think uh, when when lockdown happened and, and uh, I think all schools and colleges all across the globe uh, had to shut down, uh, the only way or, or even tutorials right and and when when it came to like uh, uh, like competitive exams and and uh, you're looking at uh, people going to coaching classes to uh, sort of uh, get uh, coached for those exams everything shut down and uh, but life had to be carried on right you cannot stop learning uh, and at that stage where you cannot avoid school or going to college uh, as much as we would have liked to but then uh, yes i think uh, video came in as a strong uh, uh, enabler rather to uh, to ensure that learning never stopped for for students uh, and and people who are preparing for com competitive exams uh, and and we've seen these businesses make amazing use of video uh, and 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 we've seen uh, most of them grow by i think percentages that 
were not uh, something that they expected right people have put in yeah. uh, they put out data uh, points out there but i don't have them handy right now but we, we've seen uh, companies share data about their growth pre and post pandemic and it's it's because of video that it is just like blown out of proportions absolutely in fact uh, like obviously the success of byjoes white hat junior all of these is like well documented and the but even looking at the smaller players right looking at an independent coaching center in in some sector in like new delhi how they've been able to also pivot to digital and go completely online right they uh, it's it's been a remarkable story and i think sm like a lot of the education uh, you know sm especially the small businesses in the education space and education as a sector has been able to pivot has been able to take this opportunity to pivot uh, you know online my mom was a teacher for the longest time and they used to have something called as smart boards you know that got launched uh, it took a pitch of 4 years by this team who was selling a smart board <laughs> to actually get it through the school you know uh, Uh, before the covid era and now she tells me that in the last 6 months the way it's gone completely digital like teachers students and teachers are never going to come to school again because things are things are uh, are just there is a new normal and and you know there may be a new normal where there is a hybrid between uh, you know attending classes in person and live because really like the like the del- like the like the delta benefit that you're able to to get is is mm-hmm. is like that gap is 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 lessening so it's very uh, it's very interesting you know how education has also there was a report i was reading by bcg that was released i think a couple of days ago which also spoke about the fact that education as a vertical has also been one of the topmost trending uh, you know uh, verticals on youtube people are looking for how to do things learning things which also comes in the education category way more than before i think it's one of the topmost trending categories they're also advertising way more they've gone they've gone digital in terms of uh, even you know managing their staff managing teachers and managing students and uh, and yeah it's totally remarkable how um, how even parents are able to you know cope up with this change So yeah, education is, is this is a very interesting use case. I remember myself. I Coursera was, I think, one of the lead, like first few, you know, um, uh, brands that came to India. Uh, you know, which were education from like these big universities, which you could never get into otherwise. You could learn from, and and you know, like five years ago, I remember doing a small course in Coursera, you know, for something random like music and art, and and how that's become so mainstream right now. Everybody is doing some learning. Everybody is learning like five things at a time on. various platforms and that's really remarkable uh, yeah. so yeah 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 gone are those days where you're just learning uh, and 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 your learning was restricted to like doing one course at a time that is another thing like you could you could choose to do four different courses which are totally unrelated just because you want to upskill them uh, yourself in that domain and uh, or it could just be like i have an interest in same uh, like songwriting and i could I, i remember picking up a course on coursera about songwriting yeah. uh, unfortunately i haven't completed it yet <laughs> it comes to yeah. that right i mean uh, if you are in a regular uh, college degree uh, you you are sort of sitting in classes which are predefined uh, for you to attend and and here's a time where uh, video has sort of democratized the whole learning process where you can pick and choose what you really want to and from whichever uh, university rather i mean uh, thanks to uh, brands like coursera where they sort of can bring you education from any 
like university sitting in your own room at your own convenience at any point in time uh, with a hot mug of coffee right <laughs> i mean you can do anything right to absolutely it's it's really brilliant and uh, and i think it also solves uh, solves for like the problem of being in like traditional jobs and traditional roles you know as you know indian society just tends to categorize people into certain buckets based on your affinities as a child and and maybe you can break through from them because of the advent of education now right there are so many graphic designing courses you could be an engineer in an mba and still learning how to write songs or play the guitar on and looking at a career there but there is a call out there i'd like to make that i think a lot of it is also i think there's still a lot of interesting stuff that will happen as the internet reaches and as video becomes the way to go for the rural the tier 3 tier 4 towns of the country as well because i do think the like with geo and atl you know the incredible work that has happened in terms of democratizing data like the cost of data has gone down dramatically in india it's about 6 to 7 rupees per gb and globally it's like a 375 to 400 bucks per gb so it's 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 crazy the, the the how cheap data is in india and even the video like the data consumption in india i think it's like bound to it like a 25 gb per month over the next year or something which is which is and i hope while a lot of it is going to be just random video content but i hope some of it also you know edu- education is able to really leverage this trend and leverage this as a sector and and drive deeper into the sections where really education is needed not just about the alphabets and not just about math but about like society in general about you know women empowerment you know how to imagine teaching a village like what how how like what equality is and you know letting go of so many um, you know taboos and and customs that still go on so i'm really looking forward to something some kick ass startup doing something in this space uh, soon absolutely i think i think for for the global audience that might be watching the the difference in data cost that that we just mentioned is as uh, like if if you want to quote it in us dollars it could be like the global average is somewhere close to 8 to 10 dollars and you're talking about 10 cents or less than 10 cents uh, for a gb in yeah. india uh, uh, look at look at the power that is now put into the hands of every single person who could afford that kind of money uh, or rather uh, Uh, also would want to sort of uh, uh, learn new things uh, like and 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 people who do not have the means to sort of travel and and make such choices which most uh, people could uh, today video has changed all that uh, for these people and and put the power right into their uh, hands so yeah I, I, when with I power comes, and with great power comes great responsibility so we hope it's 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 going to drive uh, you know the next level of uh, education at some level true true but we we spoken about uh, uh, education as a use case uh, but uh, within b2b uh, i want to understand uh, the power of videos to drive b2b relationships and and i want to focus yeah. upon on three areas i want to talk a little bit about awareness uh, driving people to say try a product and because b2b products most of them have like a freemium sort of a model where uh, you'd first yeah. get to try and then buy uh, and the third one is uh, keeping retention or or stickiness so uh, how do you how do you sort of see these three areas and how do you uh, see video impacting these three so so i think for any any marketer in a b2c or b2b space 
uh, you know, there are various levels you can, various things you can drive. But broadly, like you said, you drive awareness, get people to know about you, get people and then drive trial, get people to try your product and then retain or repeat purchase or what, you know, different terms and basically drive long-term engagement. And these three things are like outcomes which you are hoping for uh, based on activations or strategies or tactics that you apply. And uh, and video is a method of doing that. So, um, so, so you're looking at driving awareness, right? If you're looking at building a brand or reaching out with a new offering to the market, like yeah. a, a it, it, like using video to to basically reach to all the uh, you know businesses that are there in India, for example, or all the businesses that are there in a key geography or belong to a certain demographic, is is right. is very easy to do. I think that's where ease comes in. When you're looking to drive awareness, you're launching something, you're entering a new market with a new offering. Uh, nothing can do it better than a video because of the sheer scale it offers. Because that's what you're looking for there. Uh, so, you know, certain things like I was just going through some films, you know, which uh, so there is a, a, a company called Pagar book that recently, uh, you know, uh, did this this ad with Akshay Kumar, where they're talking about, um, you know, how it's a salary and a workforce management platform. And that's a key concern of businesses, right? Because attrition rates are so high, especially for small businesses. And they've done this. A massive ad which talks about and with a celebrity, which is going to drive awareness uh, with uh, yeah, and hit the first uh, you know checkbox. Uh, the second, the second one is about you know driving trial, where you need to encourage and drive and get trust. You know, with because for businesses, the the ticket values are usually very high. It's usually a long term engagement, and it's typically a complex relationship you're getting into which is not a okay i try your product and i just leave out there's a lot of investment that goes both ways i'm not just paying 10 rupees to buy a piece of chocolate i'm investing a team into it i'm investing my resources into it i'm going to invest my mind into learning about what you have to offer so uh so so therefore driving trial requires a lot of trust to be built requires a lot of uh which can be used which can be done brilliantly with with testimonials claims and if communicated via video it, it will just do the do, do wonders. Uh, another way to do, uh, you know, to, to drive up trials via video is by, you know, get, driving these webinars, seminars, getting people together. So as long as you're able to build a community, you're able to drive trial and build trust. And that can be done via video, especially in the era now we, when we can't meet in person. Right? Uh, and the last thing about driving engagement and keeping your relationships going, uh, you know, like emails, like the information we send over an email can easily be sent over like a mini video embedded in an email or embedded over WhatsApp or or, or a chat or a channel that you have. And um, and and it's just more human to, like a picture says a thousand words and a video is like what, 30, 40 frames packed in a second. So you're, you're, you're going to be able to communicate so much with a video and draw. And on top of that, as a bonus, get a deeper human connection. So, so with re-engagement, you know, there are so many tactics Like you can drive a product. For example, if you're onboarding a business onto your main main product, uh, you know, benefit, and you want to upsell them to something more, uh, you know, doing that via videos and showing them the benefits of doing that via, you know, testimonials or claims can can drive a lot of benefit and, and impact, uh, you know, showing, uh, getting them together in a community and then, you know, holding these sessions online and getting them to talk to each other can help. And all of this can be enabled very beautifully via video. Um, so, yeah. And also, I think I think there is a lot of human psychology behind just, you know, switching on your video and being real. And it's easier to, I think, um, I think communicate and just, uh, you know, solve yeah. problems both ways and, and see 
wins on both sides with with videos yeah yeah another thing i think uh, because you mentioned this i would like to add to the same list is is sort of engaging uh, in in places where people are already uh, say watching something and and it's a trend sort of jumping onto that timing it really well and i i, I have one video i'd like to play for everybody uh, that uh, was put out by google itself and and they did this really well when it came to like timing it right and sort of engaging in uh, and in 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 sort of an interest area where people were already uh, sort of following this uh, series again I, i'm talking about uh, game of thrones which is one of the most watched series uh, and and google i think put out a video uh, about one of their products that is chromebook and uh, sort of engaged people uh, who loved the series in a very beautiful way so i like to play the video first and maybe you can t- tell me a little bit more about that This is, I think, one of my. Before I jump onto the explanation, I like to bring everybody's attention to the like uh, detail on that last slide. The attention to detail played uh, on on how they froze the uh, web link in in the obvious GOT style. But then, yes, please go on. Please, I like to hear. Yeah, that. no, it's, it's it's a wonderful campaign. I think this was before uh, you know my time when I joined. Before I joined marketing, uh, the the marketing function within Google. So I, I saw this. like as one of like just when i was just like reading about the various campaigns we've done and this was just wonderful to see because i loved the timing and i loved the uh, and i loved how they were talking about it, it it's again a semi b2b ad because it talks to about the whole working together uh, you know a uh, concept but but the timing was impeccable this was the time when game of thrones was at its peak and this campaign did really well uh, so it so again like the timing you know that with that you know one of the podcasts i remember listening to spoke about which is uh, you know how when you are when you able to drive drive an insight to land it really well you need uh, impeccable timing and and while good campaigns can do good insight and good creative a great campaign will land the timing also right where you know it can where the creative and the all the efforts can ride the wave and i think this one did that so uh, so yeah i think the, <laughs> i think it's it's a very fun campaign uh, talking about especially the white walkers and not any other <laughs> family <laughs> from the game of thrones world uh, but yeah it was it's, it's quite cool and ad cool so so with that i think uh, we've spoken a lot about uh, trends we've spoken about uh, google we've spoken about campaigns uh, but i like to speak about people as well because uh, it's eventually comes down to the people behind all this um, like if you were to uh, give a shout out to people whose work you really admire 
when it comes to uh, like people that you've come across or people that uh, sort of inspire you to do better at uh, your work or in general uh, this is the time to like sort of give those shout outs yeah i think everybody at work like in my office is super inspiring so i can't name the hundreds of people that that work there uh, but 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 and you know even like other brands like when i see uh, uh, you know like the localization that say a kata book has done very well or the or the or the celebrity you know angle that uh, that actually both kata book and you know a lot of brands are doing uh, pagar book are doing there is just lots of interesting i think there are lots of chances people are taking with sm with this within the smb space within the b2b space even freshworks right their work has been very refreshing it's very exciting to see all of that and it is inspiring it makes me wonder what can i do better tomorrow uh, and uh, and the most in, the biggest inspiration is I, i get is from the smbs you know when i meet them and i speak with them and i'm just casually in a market and i just you know look at how they are innovating in the tightest of the budgets and tightest of the resources they have you know us sitting in corporate jobs like have a lot to work with compared to what they have and uh, certain businesses that i've been able to speak more deeply with have inspired me a lot there is uh, there is there is raghunandan from saraf furniture how he's been able to really uh, you know leverage the power of you know both videos and uh, and, and 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 advertising in general to 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 run a to run a, a, a pan india business sitting out of a small town in rajasthan and employing 1500 carpenters when when everybody was just losing jobs right so that's very inspiring another story is is of a brand called juicy chemistry you know where where there's a husband and wife duo who are who are who are who are completely changing the face of organic skincare in india and they claim to be the only uh, 100% organic certified brand you know and how they and then the story of how they started off actually searching for something organic and they just couldn't so they were like let us just do it and they and and they just have become and they and they ship internationally now it's brilliant uh, and the third you know example of the sister duo i referred to earlier who have created a pickle business just as an ode to their grandmother who's no more and they employ grandmothers of the village to get that right flavor back and they ship to what like 160 plus countries now so that's so all these examples of like how they're able to and they, these are not big brands these are small brands doing small things trying to you know just see how they can make the most of the money and the resources they have and that you know that jogard or, or that innovation i think is really inspiring to see and just makes me feel like we can do so much more with what we have uh, and and makes me appreciate the little things in life so yeah those are the call outs and um, and yeah <laughs> this was uh, yeah, that's all i have I I I think uh, we couldn't have a better note to end this episode today it's it's the uh, like like season of celebration right we are, we are very close to christmas uh, and new year uh, and and 2020 as a year has been uh, i don't know has has thrown so many curveballs at most of us that it's it's uh, very important that we celebrate small things and and uh, people and people who do good right and uh, i think like you correctly said uh, with with the kind of people uh, the kind of efforts that these guys are putting um, i mean inspire a lot of uh, or should rather inspire a lot of us who have more to play around with uh, and and with the very little uh, means that they have they are still doing great so uh, with that i 
would like to bring this episode to an end. Uh, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the uh, podcast, uh, Tanvi. Thank you so much for taking time out and uh, joining us on Madover Videos. Uh, I, I, I would love for you to uh, keep sharing more with us, be a part of the community that we are building. And uh, we hope to see you back on our other initiatives as well. Absolutely. It was a really fun chat. Honestly, I was a little nervous about this, but it has been quite a fun conversation, Pranav. Thank you so much for being so warm and welcoming. And uh, and yeah, I look forward to, to keeping in touch. Awesome. Thank you so much. And for the rest thank you. Of the we'll, we'll, we'll be back soon with the next episode.